You are listening to the Moody Girl Podcast with me, Emily Fazer. Throughout this series, we're going to be opening the minds of experts and delving into the world of alternative healing methods. Before we start the episode today, I wanted to ask all of you listeners a question. Did you know that a lot of people are living with lower than recommended magnesium levels? I didn't know this either and had never explored incorporating magnesium into my daily life until I started having skin issues. I now use Better You Magnesium Oil Body Spray when I get out of the shower in the morning and spray onto my feet before I go to bed. I found that when I had psoriasis and hormonal breakouts on my face or body, I would spray it on and at first it really stung. But this was a sign from my body that my cellular magnesium levels were low. The more I got the magnesium into my system daily, the less it stung. It made sense. If you're feeling like you could benefit from having magnesium in your life, I would strongly recommend looking into using Better You Magnesium Oil Body Spray. Link to purchase is in the bio. Now, let's get to the episode. I've personally had so many different health struggles in my life. Doctor-prescribed medicines have often left me feeling worse and as though they are masking the problem rather than actually addressing the root cause. And this has led me to think outside of the box and find holistic ways to feel better in myself. I'm not professing to be some kind of health guru and I'm definitely not a doctor. Just someone who's trying to explore new ways to feel better and make the most out of life. Today I'm going to be speaking with Sina Maria, a microdosing guide and root cause protocol consultant who provides a mineral first lens to working with psychedelics. Recently, I've been reading a lot about the positive effects of microdosing. And if you have no idea what microdosing is, it's the action of taking a very small amount of a particular drug in order to benefit from its physiological effects. Today, we'll be talking with Sina about the microdosing of specifically psilocybin, which is a naturally occurring psychedelic compound produced by fungi, commonly known as magic mushrooms. This conversation with Sina was so enlightening. Seeing how her life has transitioned so much, I felt like I learned a lot from this conversation, and I really hope you do too. Okay, here's the interview. Cool. So, hi, Sina. Thank you so much for chatting with me today. How are you? Absolutely. I'm good. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm great. Um, so, obviously, this podcast is going to be focusing on microdosing today. Um, I came across your Instagram because I'm kind of interested in it myself anyway, um, and kind of did a bit of hashtagging, uh, microdosing, and then I came across your account and I thought it was really cool how open you are, um, about microdosing and also, you know, you, you share quite a lot about your own journey. So I thought maybe we could start the podcast with you explaining a little bit about, you know, how, how you got into microdosing um, and, and why it works so well for you. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I've been microdosing for probably five years on and off. Um, yeah. Wow. It's been a while. So I found microdosing after some really big life transitions that I made. So I used to work um, at Google in, in Silicon Valley and was commuting, you know, two to three hours a day and in an office all day. And, you know, I, there's, I'm so grateful for that experience. I loved my coworkers. I mean, it was, it was incredible on, you know, in so many ways. Um, and I was burned out and I wasn't really 
connected with myself. So I didn't really know what I wanted. I kind of had just ended up there in a way because I was following the standard track, right? Of like, okay, you go to college and then you get a job. And obviously I, I worked hard to get there, but it, it still, I had never really paused to ask myself, what do I want? What am I passionate about? What am I excited about in the world? You know? So I, um, I actually found plant medicine. Uh, I was working at Google and I started to connect with spirituality. I started to learn about meditation and then I took a yoga teacher training and that really changed everything for me. It really, I, I didn't have much of a spiritual connection before that. I mean, we're all spiritually connected innately, but I didn't know that. I didn't have access to that part of myself. And so through the yoga teacher training, that really, really opened up a whole new world, a whole new side of me. And I discovered cacao ceremony around the same time. So I was invited to a cacao ceremony in Mexico. And what, what for the listeners, because I mean, for me, I'm, I'm not sure what a cacao ceremony is. So could you explain that for us, please? Yes, absolutely. So there, so chocolate, everyone knows what chocolate is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the same, the same chocolate, the same. So chocolate comes from a tree and it come, it grows in these pods. They almost look like little footballs. Okay. Um, and inside the pods are cacao beans and the cacao beans are what is made into chocolate. That's also broken down and made into cacao nibs or cacao powder. And so ceremonial cacao is basically the cacao bean processed into a cacao paste that you can then make into a drinking, like a beverage. Wow. So you mix it with hot water and, and it's an indigenous practice. Um, the Mayan people today in Guatemala, you know, still have a very alive cacao culture. And so um, the way that so cacao originates from South America and it was originally worked with in beverage form. It wasn't made into chocolate as we know it until the Spanish got involved and like there's, you know, there's a whole history there. But um, so, yeah, it's, it's basically kind of connecting with cacao as a plant medicine, as a, um, you know, like a, a spirit, if you want to connect with it in that way, if that resonates with you for more healing or more intentional practice. And when you are working with like the pure ceremonial cacao, so chocolate is you know quite processed most of the chocolate that we're, we're getting it's quite processed and it has a lot of additives and preservatives in it so the actual cacao content in like your standard chocolate bar is very small and it's been really processed so you're not really getting the medicinal like compounds that you can get from cacao paste like ceremonial cacao paste which is basically cacao beans you know processed like in the most minimal way Wow. Um, and you know, they can add, you can add a few things here and there, but it's, it's much more pure. And that medicine, when you drink and when you drink like an ounce or so, it can actually increase blood flow in your body. So it can wow. have a very like powerful physical effect. Wow. That's amazing. And so, so from obviously, so you were working at Google, you were burnt out. Um, and then you started kind of your yoga practice and then trying cacao ceremonies. And then how did that kind of lead you on to microdosing? Yeah. So from the cacao, I, that was my first opening to plant medicine. I ended up quitting my job, going to Peru, Wow. worked with master plants. Um, so there's a, an Amazonian medicine called ayahuasca. Yeah. That, 
you may be familiar with. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, I really just kind of like took like bought a one-way ticket and left everything behind kind of thing. And it was like a deep soul searching mission. (laughs) How, how, how long did you do that for? Yeah, I was traveling for about a year. Okay. Nice. Yep. I was in Peru and then Costa Rica. And then I came back and that was when microdosing really came into my life. Um, I, I had worked with psilocybin before, um, but I, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't like I was working with other medicines and, you know, I was just having this whole awakening process. So I, I was kind of moved away from them. And then I came back to California and I was having a really hard time integrating, you know, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, now I have to like figure out how I'm going to make money. I was just living in the jungle, like barefoot for a year, you know, <laughs> like I, I don't want to, I don't really want to do this matrix life. I don't want to buy a car. I don't want to have a cell phone. Like, you know, so I was just having a hard time integrating and I heard a podcast, um, with Paul Stamets, who's a mycologist, a pretty famous one now and Joe Rogan. And, um, Paul was talking about microdosing and I just, it, something just clicked for me. I felt like, wow, this is, this is going to be really supportive for me right now because I don't need to do more deep, like powerful, powerful ceremony work. I need to integrate. Mm -hmm. So that's when it really came into my life. And in terms of microdosing, like, you know, the more I've kind of read about it, I've kind of looked at different companies, mainly in Europe, in the UK right now, it's illegal, um, but in, in Europe, it's not. Um, so you can do anything from, you know, they kind of suggest maybe doing like a month of microdosing and then a month off and then a month on again. Like, is that the kind of thing that you tried or, or how, how did you take it? What was, what was the kind of initial stages of that? Yeah. So I did it more consistently. I would say I was doing, I think when I started, I did five days on two days off Okay. or gosh, I think it was probably like three months straight. And then I took a two month break. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then I, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say, how was that two month break as well? So like after having that, you know, it probably would have felt I imagine you can probably describe it better than I can, but, you know, from having three months of, of doing it quite solidly and then to have that break, did you have some kind of, kind of crash or, you know, how, how, how did that feel? Yeah. You know, it didn't really feel like a crash. I think, I think I got, I was pretty clear intuitively. I knew I was supposed to take a break from everything I had learned, but I also intuitively felt ready for a break. And so it really felt more like an integration process where, you know, because microdosing is, it's an expansive thing. It's building new neural connections in your brain. So I think naturally, just like in nature, we need, you know, nature rests and kind of goes into hibernation mode for the winter. It's like, we need that time to pause, integrate. We can't constantly be growing. Mm -hmm. So that's it. You know, it, I, I, and the other thing too, is that over time, like when you're building these new neural connections, like they don't go away when you stop taking it. So that's different from, you know, like a pharmaceutical medication where if you stop taking your antidepressant, you might like crash back down. So over time it does accumulate. And in terms of like, I guess from, from someone who probably didn't know, they may think that you're experiencing, you know, visuals every day of the week. Is that is that correct? Or, you know, could you, could you describe kind of what you felt like? What, what did it feel like to kind of initially microdose for those first three months? 
Absolutely. Yeah. No, you're not tripping at all. Like her, um, I was, you're totally able to go about your, you should be totally able to go about your daily tasks. So as long as you find what I call your sweet spot, um, dose where you don't feel obviously too high and you don't feel, you'll feel a little something. I like to call it finding your sparkle where it's like your senses are just a little heightened where you might be more in tune with the trees, like if you go outside, you might notice the trees more, you might notice a flower more, you might feel a bit more uplifted, Yeah, but, but it's, it's subtle. And, you know, in terms of like moving forward now, so obviously you've been doing it for say five years. Um, and you know, you said you were feeling burnt out. And if you kind of look back at that now, um, how can you kind of how far have you come from that moment when you initially took it to where you are today? And, and do you think kind of microdosing has been, you know, um, an important part of your healing journey? Absolutely. Yeah. I think microdosing, I mean, really the, for me, the biggest thing that it supported me with is integration. You know, mm-hmm. I took a really big life change and, you know, it's taken me like probably five years to, to really integrate it, to not, um, yeah, to just, to just feel grounded and stable and solid. Um, and, you know, now I actually don't microdose. I haven't been microdosing super often because it's more of an intuitive practice for me now. So it, it feels like at least for that part of my life, you know, it was really supportive and now I'm kind of integrating and I've, I've built the new habits. I've built the new neural connections. And, you know, I imagine at some point in the future, I'll probably, work with it more consistently again, because you can kind of tailor it to your intention. But right now it's like, I feel like it's worked, right? Because I don't need to keep taking it every day. Mm -hmm. I think that's so, I feel like I resonate with that so much, mainly because like, I feel there's a certain level of pressure, you know, my family are very much traditionally, you know, um, they have traditional jobs. Um, and so I was kind of pressured into not pressured so much. My family are amazing, but, you know, kind of to go down that, that normal route of finding, you know, nine to five jobs sat in an office and like my soul inside is like, is this right for me? You know, like, but it's, it's so hard to kind of break out of that. And, and sometimes I kind of feel like I'm on, you know, a different sort of wavelength from my body when I'm at work. And then when I get home, it's like, I find it hard to then connect again with my body. And I think that's kind of, you know, where my interest lies in microdosing, because I feel from from what you're describing, it can kind of, you know, hook you back in with, you know, who you are, what your body's feeling. And as you say, you can just intuitively decide when and when not to take, um, you know, mushrooms. So I just think that's that's so fascinating. You kind of got to that point. Um, Yeah. And in terms of like. I mean, so for cannabis, the THC is, you know, what gets you high? Is the psilocybin that for mushrooms? Yeah, basically the psilocybin um, converts to psilocin once once we ingest it. And so that's the that's the like compound that's working. Um, it, it looks very similar to serotonin molecule. If you look wow. at them next to each other, they're they're very similar. And so it it feels like, you know, it looks like it's designed to just 
plug right into our serotonin receptors, which is pretty, pretty cool. Wow. And I mean, I was kind of reading lots of articles about like replacing SSRIs, which, you know, in England are antidepressants with kind of microdosing. And there's been lots of kind of, you know, scientific experiments and things like that. You know, what are your feelings on that? Do you kind of do you agree with that statement? Yeah, I think it's very individual. Um, yeah. I, you know, I know, I do know plenty of people that have titrated off of their SSRIs and started microdosing. Um, there's actually, you know, there's less of a risk of serotonin syndrome, which was like the concern with, because they're, they're microdosing psilocybin, it's working in the same pathways. It's working in the serotonin pathways. So, you know, I think the the, one of the main risks is that if you're combining your SSRIs with the psilocybin, it's like you're, there's too much serotonin, right? And that yeah. on a large scale, that can lead to serotonin syndrome, which can be, can be fatal. But mm-hmm. um, I've actually been tuning into the work of the spirit pharmacist for okay. anyone out there. Um, he is a, a, pharm- a pharmacist and also, you know, a, an advocate for psychedelics for healing. And so he's been doing a lot of work of kind of bridging, like, like looking at, you know, different SSRIs, different SNRIs, you know, all the different types of antidepressants and which psychedelics, you know, might be okay to combine and how you can combine it in a safe way. So, you know, I think it's, I think it's quite nuanced. Um, and I, I know people that have, you know, felt, profound, profound, profound healing from making that transition to, Mm. because, because the pharmaceutical route, while super helpful and important for many people, um, it can, you know, there's, I think like 30% of people report feeling like numb. Mm. Right. And so with psilocybin, that's not happening. Your senses are actually like, can be a little more heightened than normal. Mm. So um, it can be a big shift if you're numb and then you're like, oh my God, I'm feeling so much. Right. But that's, that's, I think one of the reasons that people might want to transition to working with psilocybin because it allows you to feel the full spectrum of, of life. Right. The one thing I do want to add really quick is that, um, if you are, if you've been on SSRIs for a long time and you do transition, like you taper down you might need it. You might need more psilocybin to feel the same effect. So that's just, just something for people to be aware because the, um, there can be like, you can be kind of muted to the serotonin already because you've been on the SSRI. Okay. Noted. Um, and in terms of like, um, you know, over in, in the UK right now, it's, it's illegal. What's the situation where, whereabouts in California are you? Yeah, I'm in Northern California in a little town in the Sierra Foothills called Grass Valley. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. I actually have um I have friends in Nevada City. Oh yeah, totally. Okay, yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yep. So it's not legal here. Um yeah. it's decriminalized in different counties across California and it's likely going to be legalized. Like we're probably following suit like Oregon, which is yeah. the first state in the US to be legalized. But legalized, you know, there's a lot of caveats. It's not like once it's legal, it's just anyone can do whatever they want. There's there's a lot of um, structure. There's you're probably going to have to be like licensed and registered to be able to provide it. It's probably going to have to go through like a therapy mm-hmm. model of care. So it's not like 
you know, it's not just going to be like fully legal, accessible, open for everyone. Fair enough. But at least the kind of it's moving in the right direction, right? Yeah. Um, and I was thinking, have you, I mean, because I've kind of researched a little bit more about microdosing in terms of, so, you know, you've, you've got microdosing psilocybin, um, LSD, and then also MDMA. Have you, have you ever tried any of those or is it mainly psilocybin that was the one for you? I focus really pretty much on psilocybin. Um, yeah. yeah, that's, you know, I, I haven't, I haven't done any extended microdosing with any other medicine, but I, you know, there's, I've heard great things. Yeah. Um, and I mean, have you ever experienced any, cause I mean, you're quite openly, you know, um, an advocate for microdosing. Have you ever experienced any kind of negativity towards, towards that from anyone? You know, like not, not much, honestly. Um, you know, there's, there's comments here on there and social media platforms. Um, you know, there's definitely still people that are like, making comments about taking drugs for healing or, mm-hmm. you know, like kind of downplaying these, the psilocybin as, as a drug. That's just, it's crazy. Know. It's crazy to me when, when it's kind of looked at like that though, because if you think about all of the pharmaceuticals that, you know, we're prescribed on a daily basis, especially more so in America, I mean, some of the oh stuff God. that you can get is just, is, is quite crazy. And like, I mean, even in the UK, I mean, just even the contraceptive pill, which I was kind of given at 16 sent me absolutely crazy. Um, so it's just like, it's crazy that people can't kind of be open-minded to maybe trying something that's from the earth that's grown, you know, and that's, that's where my kind of interest has always lied. Like, why wouldn't we try something, um, that's grown naturally and, you know, could be completely helpful for mental health and well-being so um you know and like the concept of microdosing it's like I'm not even saying like I fully believe that you know larger doses are healing as well but I'm not even saying that I'm just like take a little bit and people are like (laughs) (laughs) no totally I think it's just I do feel like the kind of newer younger generation are kind of moving towards that and like even with my parents I try to explain you know oh yeah I'm kind of you know interested in looking into different methods of healing and they're like oh wow okay that's a bit out there but you know when you actually think about it it's not really you know why why would I go to the pharmacy and get some antidepressants and when I could actually find it naturally you know Absolutely. Um, and it's what we've been doing for thousands and thousands and thousands of years I mean exactly um, yeah. it's just crazy that then now it's just illegal I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about Cytoplan a unique science-based supplement company with many years of experience in nutritional science and whose emphasis is on quality of product My medical herbalist swears by them as they don't use any unnecessary bulking agents. Before I found out about Cytoplan, I was taking up to eight supplements a day, all with bulking agents in them. It was such a relief to find out Cytoplan products are extremely pure. I now use them daily and I would recommend them to anyone looking for quality vitamins and supplements. They have a great range for many different health benefits. So if you'd like to find out more, please follow the link in the bio of this episode and check out Cytoplan. You won't regret it. And so, I mean, if you were going to give any advice to kind of someone who, you know, is listening today and they thought, okay, this is a bit too crazy, you know, how, how can I get even start doing this? Do you, what would you, what would you suggest? Like, what's your recommendations for them? 
Yeah, I would, I would cruise around on the internet. I mean, I know there's a, it's a big internet out there, but I would, I would read forums. There's actually a really good um, forum. It's through the um, international, sorry, the Microdosing Institute, which are based in the Netherlands. And they have incredible resources on their website and they have a discord channel, which is like a, just like a social media forum platform. And there are a lot of great conversations. Um, it's, it's a well curated forum, you know, it's, it's one that I think you can trust. It's not like a scary, weird drug forum. <laughs> Yet. Um, so that's, like, you know, I, I would suggest just reading stories, you know, like kind of what you did where you like search hashtags. Um, you know, I feature some conversations on YouTube, my YouTube channel, which is micro.glow um, with people and like kind of what they experienced when they first started microdosing. So yeah, I think just like hearing the stories can be really helpful because it'll give you that firsthand experience. Cause you know, I think it's just deconditioning, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, we're so conditioned to, to have these beliefs that, you know, I'm going to take mushrooms. I'm going to go crazy. Yeah. Um, but if you hear these, I mean, incredible stories of people that have been, you know, severe alcoholics or, you know, severely depressed, and then they have one psilocybin journey and they're like, they have a new lease on life, you know? So I was, I was reading about that. I was reading about how, um, there was lots of studies into how alcoholics, um, it actually helped them get sober. So yeah. they, they didn't feel like picking up that drink. They didn't feel like, you know, going to the pub. Um, and I thought that was so interesting that it can kind of completely, I don't know. I just, I kind of feel like the way that if I was going to describe it in an analogy or like the way, the way you've kind of explained it is like, you can kind of choose to go one way in your car, say it's like your commute and you go that way every single day. That's like your brain pathway. Um, and then I feel like psilocybin kind of like direct redirects you another way, which may seem a bit scary, but it's like, actually we haven't tried it this way. Let's give it a go. And actually from this perspective, life's not so bad, <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 It helps us get outside of the box. Yeah. You know? and yeah. Like what I was, I, I recently thought about this and like, when, when you're in the box, you don't even know that outside the box exists. It's so true. So you know? true. Yeah. So like, it's it, that's the scary part and you just think you're you just all all you see is what you think reality is right you don't know that there's anything outside of that but then once you you know bring the mushrooms in your life you're like wow there's a whole nother outside of the box situation <laughs> yeah totally um and is there anything else like you would kind of suggest or you know that you can do in terms of like a ritual on alongside it I know that you initially said like yoga um your cacao rituals is there anything else you know that you've you've found quite like important with your own kind of story yeah absolutely I mean I think really as long as you're coming with you know a pure intention like if you're, if you're coming from the heart if you have a, just an authentic desire to to work with mushrooms to bring them into your life like one you know, it's sourcing is hard. We've already talked about the legality challenges. Um, and I'm not recommending anyone ingest illegal substances, right? And there are many people that, you know, do put the medicine out there in a good way. And if if you like really feel like you need this for healing, what I've found works, and I know it's not always the the answer people want to hear, but I usually suggest to like literally like 
call them into your life. Like Mm. set the intention, like pray if you pray or however you work with the world, like just very clearly state that you're like ready for them to find you. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I've, I've seen it happen where like, they'll just, someone will make it, they'll make a new connection with someone and then it'll kind of come into your life. So that's one thing. And the other thing I would say is talk to the, talk to the mushrooms. Like literally, I know it sounds kind of crazy, but talk to them as if they're like a friend, like introduce yourself. You know, the mycelial web is underneath the soil on 90% of the landmass on earth. So it's, mm literally underneath all of us. And, um, you can ask them for support. You can ask them things. You can share things with them. Like they're the mushrooms are the longest surviving species on the planet. You know, do you think so in terms of probably not going to say this scientifically, like you just did, but in terms of, did you say 90% of the land mass? Mm -hmm. So do you think when microdosing that kind of connects you with with those mushrooms that are under land mass and so you become like naturally more connected to the earth and more grounded is that kind of what you feel absolutely I mean yeah, I, yeah like I think most I think probably everyone when they if they take a microdose or a, or a larger dose you know they're they will report feeling more connected with nature mm. yeah and I mean, so I, I started Moody Girl basically um, as like a support network for women suffering with um, premenstrual conditions, basically. And then it's kind of snowballed um, for, through my own healing journey. And um, I'm kind of just looking into more holistic, more holistic ways of healing. Mm-hmm. And in terms of microdosing and your like cycle, is there anything that you can kind of talk about that, you know, did, did you find it helped you? Um, I mean... I know it's quite a personal, personal thing to talk about. Um, yeah. so, so if you, if you don't want to talk about it, just, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I would say it's, it's helpful. I've had, um, I've had, you know, on and off like periods of extreme, like being extremely emotional before mm-hmm. my cycle. Yeah. Um, like sometimes like uncontrollable crying, that kind of thing. Um, and you know, I personally, I think everyone needs to tune into microdosing and like their own, like they, you might need to experiment a bit because on like, sometimes it's really helpful. It helps me kind of just like chill and like find a little more balance, like, like homeostasis. Mm-hmm. Some other times, um, psilocybin is also an amplifier. It's a non-specific amplifier. So like I was saying before, your sen- your uh, senses can be a bit heightened. And um, if you're already, like sometimes I've been quite emotional and then the microdose actually doesn't help. It actually kind of like makes me feel it even more, which wow. is like not what I want, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. you know, I think like I, I'm not, I'm never really like a one size fits all approach, even for myself. It's not like I microdose every, every, you know, week before I bleed or anything like that. It's like, Mm -hmm. I I will be very intuitive about like what I need. Um, but it also can help with pain, like pain management. So I do know women, I know a lot of women that find it really supportive for their cycles, Mm -hmm. um, for like cramping and pain, you know, pain that we have, but um, yeah, you know, I think it's, it's going to be person specific. 
And I also saw on your um, Instagram, you had a, f- a few kind of um, mushroom blends that you were doing that, that um, aren't, they haven't got psilocybin in. Um, but can you explain a little bit more about those and, and how, you know, um, what the benefits of taking those are? Absolutely. Yeah. So I developed some mushroom ritual blends, um, which really my intention was to, you know, teach people about how to create a ritual with mushrooms, whether or not they have the psilocybin, since it's not legal yet, it's kind of this in-between zone. Yeah. Um, So I created four different blends that are kind of energetic, like they match, you know, there's a morning blend and like a midday blend and an evening blend, and they have different medicinal or culinary mushrooms. So for example, the sunshine blend has lion's mane and cordyceps and so you can um, yeah what's what's the deal with um lion's mane so i've read a lot recently about how lion's mane um goes quite well with um microdosing and it kind of goes yeah. hand in hand i've been reading a lot about it could you can you explain a little bit more about that yeah so lion's mane is a really cool one there's a ton of research it's really um it's been used for a long time in traditional chinese medicine a lot of uh, culinary mushrooms have so there's a lot of research out there if people are interested but lion's mane and psilocybin together they support neuro uh like building new neural connections so lion's mane even if you're not microdosing it's so good for your cognition for your memory for your brain for helping our brains stay like plastic like uh wait is that yeah neuroplasticity so like it's it's flexible basically mm-hmm. instead of instead of rigid mm-hmm. which happens as we age we get a little more rigid you know our our cells start to kind of degrade so lion's mane is super good if or even for people that have like brain injuries um you know lion's mane is so good for the brain it's like a brain superfood wow okay i'm going to be straight away after this buying some lion's mane <laughs> um and in these blends i mean how how do you take those are they kind of like in a drink or supplement yeah. So they're powders. So my intention is for like a mushroom ritual beverage. So I like to add, you know, like a hot milk, um, uh, some sort of healthy fat, like ghee or coconut oil, and then some of the, the mushroom ritual blends. So like the sunshine and then, um, blend it and, oh, and some sweetener. Okay. Sweetener is helpful and then blend it. And then, you know, I'll set an intention. I might go outside and just have like 10 minutes and sit under a tree and just like t- check, like check in with myself, you know, and check in with how I want my day to flow or, or what I'm, I'm needing support with, whatever it is. And then I can kind of just contemplate on that while I'm sipping my drink. Nice. Um, and do you, do you kind of teach uh, microdosing or do you do kind of like uh, classes or anything? I think I've seen something on Instagram where you can do some like coaching. Yeah, I, I do offer one-on-one sessions and I, I have been doing group programs. Um, I don't have my schedule figured out for this year because I just launched this new business with the mushroom ritual blends. So I've been a little busy, but yeah, I do really like doing group programs. And then I, I have a free microdosing community. Actually, um, we just had a, we were doing like monthly microdosing with the moon rituals and a monthly Q and a, and it's all free. So anyone that is brand new to microdosing, you know, you can just come in and, and ask questions and, and learn from each other because it's such a new, it's such a new thing. You know, mm. there's, there's research coming out like every week, every month, but there's a lot that we don't know. And so I find that for people that are just starting, it's like so helpful to have a community to, to talk to. 
Um, and when you say um, you do kind of microdosing with the moon, like how, how do you think that works hand in hand? Because um, I mean, I'm always quite fascinated about, you know, uh, moon cycles, but personally, I don't know too much about it. Um, so I mean, yeah, how, how does that work in your workshops? Yeah. So really, you know, I feel like the moon is something that it's a it's a cycle that every single person on earth has in common, you know, like we, we're all sharing this, we can all connect to this if we want to, however we want to, you know, I mean, back in ancient times, we would, they would plant on the full moons, because you could see, I mean, there's, there's, you know, there's a lot of different examples of how we've worked with the moon over time. And so I like to incorporate microdosing with the moon, because it's, it also helps me like today, today that we're recording is a Libra full moon. And so it's a, it helps me kind of, it's like a check-in point where I'm like, okay, how, let's just like pause. How am I doing? You know, how are these last couple of weeks? Do I need to reorient for the next weeks ahead? And then you can work with the archetypes of the astrology. If you're into that, you don't have to go right. Um, it can just be like, oh, it's a full moon today. I'm going to journal a little bit. And so, and microdosing can support us to just kind of like connect in a little more and drop in a little more and, and maybe, um, glean a little more wisdom from anything that we do in a ritual practice. Cool. Um, and I mean, your friends, well, I mean, all your colleagues that used to be at Google, do you ever, do you ever see them now? And are you ever like, my life's changed completely? <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, life has changed a lot. I've, I've moved, you know, I'm not, I don't live in the same place. I'm connected definitely to someone on social media, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm on a pretty different life path, I think. <laughs> um, and I mean, to kind of round up, um, you know, is there anything that you want to kind of, as a last point, just say about microdosing um, and, you know, any information you can give about your kind of um, handles on Instagram and then everyone can follow you um, and find out a little bit more and maybe join in for some of your coaching sessions as well? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I, I created something, I basically just synthesized it, you know, it's not, it's, it, well, if it's a great resource, I'll, I'll, I'll say it's a great resource. Sorry, I was getting down on myself. Um, I put together the seven pillars of a, of an effective microdosing practice. And that's a blog post on my website, which is micro-glow.com. And so for anyone that's starting out, I send them that blog post because it just goes over like, ingredients, sourcing, sweet spot, um, like schedules and protocols, the importance of taking breaks, setting intentions. Um, and so that's, you know, that's a resource. I've got stuff on my blog. Um, I'm on Instagram at micro two underscores glow. And also my personal is Sina two underscores Maria. Um, and yeah, you know, I, I love connecting with people in this free community. That's kind of where I want people to hang out and like I'm spending a lot of time in that community. So if people have questions, I highly recommend checking that out. Brilliant. Well, honestly, it's been so enlightening finding out, you know, more about microdosing. It's been something that I've kind of researched online, but I mean, a lot of the articles are kind of a little bit too mumbo jumbo for, for my brain. <laughs> um, so you've just kind of explained it so cohesively. Um, and I, I feel like I've kind of went on that journey with you. And I mean, the kind of transition from where you were to where you are now, it's like so, so incredible to hear. So thank you so, so much much for chatting with me today um and yeah i look forward to kind of keeping up with what you do next 
Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This was a great combo. <laughs> Thanks so much, Sina. Bye. Bye. Well, what a fascinating conversation. I've really come away from that feeling like microdosing psilocybin could be so beneficial for me and so many others. I've learned through Sina that taking mushrooms is not a magic remedy that will cure you from all stress and ailments. From our conversation, it was very apparent that Sina had made drastic life changes and searched for what was really important to her at the core of her being. These changes, combined with microdosing, have got her to a point in her life where she feels content. What I seem to be finding with most healing practices is that you can't truly heal if you are also living a life that is inauthentic to who you really are. This may be staying in an abusive relationship, working at a job you despise, taking drugs and drinking every weekend and not making real time to slow down and think about what do you actually want? What really makes you tick? I'm looking forward to testing this theory further as I delve deeper into holistic healing methods. Lastly, I just want to thank Sina again for a great chat. I really felt a lot of similarities with her story to my own. So please go check out her socials at Sina double underscore Maria and at micro double underscore glow. You've been listening to the Moody Girl podcast with me, Emily Fazer. I can't wait to share the next episode with you all. See you soon.